Hello, you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church of Mayopac. We worship on Sundays at 10 a.m., and you can watch us live either on Facebook or YouTube. And if you're in the area, there's always a seat saved for you. We hope that this message encourages you to continue growing in humility and faith. Thanks for listening. Friends, our second reading of Scripture this day, if you'd like to follow along, comes to us from the Gospel according to Matthew. Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 to 11, which can also be found on page uh, uh, page 3 of the New T- in the New Testament section of your Pew Bible. And of course, it can also be found on the screen for you as well. Let us listen now to God's Word and what it says to us this day. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against the stone. Jesus said to him again, It is written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to him, All these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him, and suddenly angels came and waited on him. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. This morning we hear our text from Matthew, and we're told in a fascinating way how Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, how Jesus gave up something in the pursuit of gaining something else. We aren't told what Jesus was looking for as he headed out into the wilderness, but still, this kind of seclusion, this kind of spiritual practice of going away. Going away from the ordinary to the unordinary was not an uncommon practice for mystics and other religious people of Jesus' times. In the moments that we are looking for this Lenten season of entering a wilderness of our own, of exploring, of searching, In moments that we discover require a sacrifice of something in our pursuits of what God calls us to pursue, we're called and often find that we come face to face with things that tempt us most. But when we let go of the things that tempt us and hand them over to God, that can be quite a scary thought. 
for we're losing what we know, good or bad, because it's familiar. For Jesus, in this case, it wasn't just a loss of food and sustenance, but also a loss of power and ability, things that we often associate with the divine. It's interesting this morning how we hear in our reading from Matthew that Jesus encounters the tempter, the devil. (laughs) As you know, my mom has a couple cats who I both love and would love to have for myself. But one of them I do sometimes lovingly call the Poco Diablo, the little devil, (laughs) because they go through times of just causing pure chaos and mayhem. But Diablo, that word for devil, similar to the Greek word that we find in our reading for today, is interesting because it's not just a name for the boogeyman, not a name for just one being one entity that we've come to understand as having you know, horns and a tail and a pitchfork. Diablo, the tempter, the one who tries to undercut us, is not just one being, but it is a mixture of so many different things that tries to pull us from the heart of God. It's what we find here in our reading for this morning, that Jesus encounters the tempter, the devil, and is presented in many different scenarios with things that for us as well seem quite tempting. And there's three questions that come from these temptations in our reading for this morning as we reflect on what we need to let go of or pursue this Lenten season. For we ask ourselves, how are we tempted to deny God's promises? How do we rely on power and advantages? And what things do we worship other than God? These are questions that we hear this morning in our reading and answers that can be found in Jesus' response to the evil one. As Jesus wanders in the wilderness, the tempter asks Jesus to break his hunger, to satiate his hunger by turning stone into loaves of bread. I don't know about you, but for me, I love a good loaf of bread. (laughs) But I want to stop and focus there for a second. Because it's not as though bread is a bad thing. I mean, what does God give the people as they wandered in the wilderness? The bread of heaven, this manna. It's not that bread isn't a bad thing, because on the contrary, bread is life-giving, especially in a biblical context. So the matter at hand is not that bread is bad and denying ourselves is good. It's how we come to balance, come to balance our reliance on things of this world and the things of God whether we come to rely on bread alone without the providence of God or bread in conjunction with the life-giving power of God. In some way or another, God provides. Not in the ways we always expect God to provide. Sometimes it's something we couldn't have even imagined 
And it's important that we take the time in prayer, in the study of Scripture, to discover how God provides and how some things are simply out of our control and were never meant to be controlled by us in the first place. It's the act of balancing and understanding how we are fed by the gifts of earth and the gifts of God. We should know that in cultivating our spiritual lives that we cannot just simply merely aim to imitate Christ in the practice of fasting, in the practice of understanding how we are fed spiritually and physically. If you were here on Ash Wednesday and here uh, on Good uh, One, if you also checked out the uh, commentary I did for this passage, we know that the Protestant reformer Calvin in his commentary wrote that those who fast daily during the 40 days pretend that they are imitators of Christ. But how? They stuff their bellies so completely at dinner that when the hour of supper arrives, they have no difficulty in abstaining from food. What resemblance do they bear to the Son of God? During our Lenten journey, as we commit ourselves to partaking of spiritual food, we cannot merely dive deep in faith and practices that merely only aim to imitate Christ, that imitate God, the promises of God. Because then we are not truly living as disciples. We cannot fill ourselves with all the good things at once and expect that that be a statement of who we are. We cannot expect that to sustain and nourish us throughout our entire lives as disciples. As we consider where it is this Lenten season, where we are getting our energy from, we ask how we are putting it to work in our lives, in our lives as individuals, as a church, and in the community. For in the second temptation, we hear the tempter say, all I will give you, all these I will give you, if you will but fall down and worship me. We hear this temptation presented to Jesus, and Jesus resists. But it's a struggle, I think, that we also wrestle with in some ways in our daily lives. It's a temptation we are presented with not just during this season of Lent, but one in our daily lives. It's one that manifests in the choices we make, the interactions we have with other people. It comes up in those moments where we choose whether we are going to heal or harm. Comes off, it comes up in the off-the-cuff comments we make to one another. It comes up in the ways that we treat one another. It comes up in the ways as well how we treat ourselves. This temptation of power, this temptation of authority are ones that we must take seriously this Lenten season. We have been reminded in Jesus' rebuttal of the significance of the call we have been given, that our lives are not our own, that our power and our talents are not our own. 
and that they are God's to be used to ensure that all people may thrive in the kingdom of heaven and heaven now here in our midst. One of the other things I think we find in this passage is asking what it means to live our lives as well as individuals and and as a community. It asks, as well as we see in this temptation of Jesus, well, the tempter telling Jesus to cast himself off from the top of the temple, we ask ourselves as well this day as we embark on our Lenten journey what it means to worship. And what are we worshiping besides God? The tempter brings Jesus up to the point of the temple and challenges Jesus to throw himself off so that the angels from heaven might keep the foot of Jesus from hitting the rocks below. This Lenten season, again, what are we worshiping besides God? Is it vanity? Our own self-image? Is it worship of the status quo? a desire to keep things even keeled, to even preserve things as they were for all of time and not allow them to change? Are we worshiping ideologies, practices that speak contrary to the life way of God? In our own lives as well, what are we worshiping that takes us away from the time we spend in devotion and meditation and prayer? What must we turn away from this Lenten season that does not lead us to the heart of God? And what should we turn to? What should we turn to that helps redirect our practice of worship that brings us back onto the way of God? This Lenten season we will come to understand that worship does take many forms. Worship takes many different forms. And some of those forms will be more palatable than others. We can worship God and ask God, come before God, to ponder the ways in which we might grow deeper in our faith and ask for the strength to guard our hearts from the things that are not life-giving. Friends, this Lenten season, we need to remember how God came to bridge the gap in our broken world. How God came to bridge the gap and to claim us as God's people. As people who are unique, beloved, and special. In this Lenten season, we have the opportunity to explore our spirituality and our faith in a way that reminds us, not in a morbid way, but of our mortality, the death of the old and the rebirth of the new, and things that gives us and others life. It comes down to whether we have the strength to say, away with you, Satan. For if we manage to summon these words from our lips this Lenten season, our faith and our lives will be richer for it. Not rich in a material sense, but rich 
rich in the sense that our hearts will once again be full after letting go of the toxins and poisons that filled us that filled us and as we purge them we fill ourselves instead with the good things with the bread of earth and the bread of heaven that brings our souls to new life amen thanks again for listening and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.